Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is Series 3, Episode 168 of this Daily Study Podcast. Thank you once again for joining us as we um, pause with our Come Follow Me studies for today, as we always do on a Monday. And we share some of the listener comments uh, that have been just shared and uh, discussed in the Facebook group and in other areas like the email, session at gmail.com. Uh, anything that you've been studying and also something else that I've been studying along this week as well. And we have had a lot of listener comments this week. Uh, I'm so thankful for a start for the uh, <clears throat> the number of people that have connected on Facebook and shared their thoughts on what we've been studying the, and the thoughts and questions posed on the Facebook group. And actually, I don't know if we're even going to get time for me to share what I've been studying this week alongside the Come Follow Me materials, which is wonderful. It's what I want. Uh, I want to get more people's thoughts and studies um onto this podcast as well as my own and so that is wonderful we'll see where we get to uh, and see if uh, I get on to sharing what I want to share as well as uh, the listener comments but we'll dive straight in so if you remember last week I shared an article by Elder Jeffrey R. Holland in the most recent um, Leahona uh, and it was about uh, keeping children close to our hearts and he shared uh, his um, very vulnerable example of how as a young father uh, he basically um, sent his child uh, to his his eldest son I believe it was uh, to his room and told him that he wouldn't have a story and and he wouldn't have a prayer because of how he had been you know disobedient for his mother Um, and just the, the the raw emotion that clearly he shared this with Elder Holland uh, and the the openness he had to share it as well and I just thought it was a really interesting um, kind of discussion. Um, Cheryl Whitaker shared this, quote, We need to di- diligently teach correct principles while they are in our homes. After they leave our homes, all we can do is continue to love them unconditionally. That can be very hard. Our examples of continuing prayer, following our Saviour to live the gospel of Jesus Christ to the best of our ability, is ultimately all we can do. We never stop parenting. Um and that, for me, you know, from what Cheryl said, is is so important about how, you know, the role as a parent does not end. You know, once even once they leave the home, and so on, you know, they are always going to be our our children. And whilst that role changes, we still play that role as a parent. Um, Candice Welch shared this. Um, this subject is so close to my heart as I've been trying to break in negative patterns from my family and learn how to parent with love and through teaching and an example and not through control and threat. It's so touching to hear a general authorities have had to go through this same realisation and figure out how to parent this way. And right now my kids are still fairly young, but I love your point that it continues to be a, in a different way as they become adults. Um, my thoughts echo the same as Candace's what there. Um, you know, I certainly as myself, you know, see areas in my parenting where I need to improve um, and how in the way that I work with my children and of course, if you're not a parent, it doesn't have to apply just to your children, but to all of God's children, you know, how we treat others, uh, reflecting on how we treat. But I think with our children, it's very easy to fall into this. Um, as Candice says, this controlling and threat and using threats way rather than with love and through example, uh, because, you know, on a day to day basis, you just want to get things done. You've got places to be. You've got things to do. You've got your children to go with to who need to go with you to do those things, perhaps. And you just need to get through that day. And so sometimes it is very easy to slip into that natural man mode of control and threat. But 
as Candice says, we need to break that cycle. We are the adults. As a primary school teacher, I talk with uh, a number of other teachers about teaching uh, in, in primary schools. And one big thing that comes through is that, you know, we are the adults. We, we And that's not to say we have all power, but actually we have the power to be the one to be the most flexible. You know, children who struggle to behave in a classroom often do so for many complex reasons. Uh, and it's very easy as an adult trying to teach this class of 30-odd children this concept to get very frustrated with those children. But actually, when you step back and remember, hang on, I am the adult, you know, I'm the one that should have the most control over my emotions and my reactions. So I need to not raise my voice, not react in a negative way, but I need to look for ways in which I can make things easier and help them to become more effective and engaged in the classroom. And I think that is such a hard thing to do because it takes a lot of humility. And that is something that parents have to do as well. Um, so it was just a really interesting discussion. that, And I think that, you know, that that article hit me home, hit me home um, pretty big in a big way. And so clearly it hit others as well. Um, carrying on uh, through some of the posts uh, from this week that we've uh, from the things we've been studying, uh, there was a, a comment about how <coughs> um, Doctrine and Covenants section 63 talks about receiving an inheritance and how we need to be teachable. Uh, and Nikki um, Bray shares this. She said, we are all teachable sometimes. We don't open our hearts. Um, this chapter is like a will showing us what we can receive. The difference between the earthly and the heavenly will is that the earthly will, you have an automatic right if the gift is there. With a heavenly will, we get the gifts if we are prepared to do a little work. And actually, I, I know Nikki very well. Um, and she works and, and has worked with wills and so on. So it's quite a, an interesting analogy she draws there. But she's totally right about how, um, you know, this will, this 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 covenant, it is a covenant, it, for want of a better word, that we've made with our Heavenly Father has great human, uh, humendous, I don't know what word humendous is, tremendous or humongous, I guess, um, blessings attached uh, to, you know, these promises we make. And if we do these, we are guaranteed to receive those blessings. You know, our, our Heavenly Father will always bless us with what he has promised us if we, you know, um, rely, on, rely on our Saviour to bring us closer to, to him and to be, help us to become more like him. Um, and that is an important part of that. Um, and then uh, we talked about um, helping or how the saints were to receive temporal and spiritual support in Doctrine and Covenants section 63. And again, we had a couple of uh, comments here uh, about how as Zion, uh, we are to support and strengthen and help others uh, to receive what they need temporarily and spiritually. Uh, Vincenzo Santi uh, shared this, uh, and I haven't managed to find the um, the experience or the uh, incidents that he refers to here, but I do remember studying it myself, so I am going to have to try and dig that out, actually. Uh, but he says, I'm reminded of the story of the Prophet Joseph being told in a meeting of a family losing their home, I think by fire, and the brethren saying how sorry they were. To which he, meaning Joseph, put his hand in his pocket and pulled out some money and said, I'm sorry to the tune of $20. And then in brackets, Vincenzo says, not sure what the amount was. How sorry are you? Basically, yeah, I remember hearing about this experience where there was a family in sore need. They just lost their home to, uh, to fire. Um, and the brethren in this meeting were, you know, talking about how sorry they were to hear of this. And then the prophet basically brings out this money, whatever the amount was, and says, I'm sorry for this much. How sorry are you? 
And it's that principle of, you know, we can talk about how the blessings of temporal and spiritual support will come to those in Zion if they keep doing what they need to and all of this. But actually, we need to look around us and remember that we are building Zion now. We are the ones that are supposed to be making it possible for these people to have what they need. So it's all well and good sitting there saying, you know, oh, well, you know, the Lord will provide, you know, they need to do this and so on and so on. But what can we do? And obviously we can't solve everything for everyone. I think that's an important principle as well, uh, is to recognise that we do not have all the answers and all the things that will help them. But we can do something about it. I certainly have seen that with our personal circumstances recently with our son. You know, there is no one, there is absolutely no one that can do what we would love to have happen. Uh, and that is for our son to be healed uh, from from his leukaemia. But people have been doing things which, you know, in the grand scheme of what he's going through, it may not be a lot, but it means a lot to us. Uh, and I think that that is um, an important thing. <clears throat> but also, Cheryl said this uh, about this point. She said, I would think by following the example of Jesus in the way he ministered to so many, the touch of a hand, a sincere listening ear, really truly being there for others, not just words, but actions of love. I think sometimes this is, and this and that basically just echoes what I've just been saying. I think that sometimes it's hard because we want to do the right thing. We want to do the exact right action and solve their problems. But reality, you know, we are not there to solve all their problems. And actually, there's some really good articles in the Enzyme this month in June about this. And it was partially what I was going to share with you. So I might share that next Monday. Um, but <clears throat> even if, you know, you don't, you are not able to do something big for someone in need, don't do something big, but do something small. That will be more than enough um, to let them know that you are there and care about them. It is far better to do that than to do nothing. Um, and I think when we think of it in that way, um, then we start to see why we need to put some action forward. Anyway, like I said, uh, there was a lot of great comments here this week. And so I'm so, so thankful for those. Please do keep those coming. I'm going to try and keep keeping the um, Facebook post going. But if you if you want to um, share something from what you've studied in the Come Follow Me materials or even outside the Come Follow Me materials, please do feel free just to share a Facebook post directly onto the group yourself. Create a post yourself. Uh, and I'd love to uh, interact with that and, sh and share some of my thoughts on it and get that discussion going on there. So Facebook will be the best place to do that. You can, of course, email me at ldsstudysession at gmail.com as well. Thank you for your time and until we meet again.